Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I've had so many men reach out to me it's insane like on linkedin and everything like that and social media platforms just saying i feel exactly the same oh i haven't told anyone I, it happens to me all the time so i think there's a much wider thing around just mental health generally but then body dysmorphia as well like it doesn't matter how what level it is um there's so many men out there that suffer with it it's mentally yours from ellen and Welcome to Mentally Yours, Metro.co.uk's weekly mental health podcast. I'm Yvette. And I'm Ellen. And this week we're talking to Danny Gray, who's the founder of Warpaint for Men. It's a makeup brand that he created out of his own experiences with body dysmorphic disorder. originally got bullied at middle school due to the way I looked so my ears were actually right angles to my head um so it did stick out a lot um and the bullies uh looked at that and uh made some jokes of it actually one of the jokes was an R. Kelly song I believe I can fly and they used to flap their ears and then literally from that day I started obsessing about the way I looked and especially my ears um so I started growing my hair in front of my ears pull my hair in front um bizarre it was literally that from that moment it, my life changed uh and it was every minute of every day that I thought about it so much so that that I was about 12 and then I actually got my ears pinned back by the NHS when I was because it affected me so much when I was 13 um but I was actually one of the first to have a new technique uh, of because they used to literally pin your, head, your ears right to the back of your head. Um, but now what they did was different techniques, so they didn't go back that far. So when I actually took my bandages off after a couple of weeks, it I wasn't it didn't fix me effectively because I didn't think they were back far enough. So again, my hair was in front of my ears. I'd have an obsession about pulling my hair in front of my ears. And then I started getting acne uh, or spots, as most adolescent uh, men do. And so because of the what I started 
obsessing about that um, and really struggling with it. Uh, so I started to use makeup, uh, my sister's makeup to help me cover my spots up, which I can't believe the power that that helped. Um, but I still had the issue about obsession about the way I looked. So I got to about 19 uh, and my mum actually used her life savings for me to have another operation on my ears. And it was my private surgeon and I was happy with the outcome. Well, I wasn't actually to begin with. And then I had my hair cut short for the first time. I was on my head. But by this point, I'd... You know, every, I obsessed about everything, about the way that I had to look perfect uh, going out. Um, it took me hours to get ready. And then eventually even my family would always say, you look so good when you come out. And then that would even compact it because I'd be like, well, I have to look good all the time. Um, so getting ready could take me three hours, four hours. I'd do my hair obsessively, literally two hours. I'd have three, I'd shower three times. So if it, Before going the night out, I'd shower three times. And I, sometimes I just wouldn't go out. Sometimes I get halfway there, I'll come home because... Eventually, when I'm right, I feel fine. But it's getting yourself right is is like the big thing for me with it. I just it would take me so long to feel comfortable, and then eventually, when I was, I'd go out and I wouldn't be able to look at a mirror reflection. Like travelling to London on the on the underground, everything was a nightmare because you always you'd think, oh, I couldn't look because if I looked, I remember I looked once, saw a reflection, and I had to go home because I just thought, oh, you don't know right. Do you think men have well, boys have a tougher time? in terms of bullying than people realise? Uh, yeah, I think so. Well, definitely, actually, just because it's that whole thing about men shouldn't really care. Or I think it's what's perceived as men are strong and you know, don't really have feelings, nothing gets uh, gets them down. But, you know, it, it, there's no difference between men and women. I just think it's the underground. Um, and a lot of men, so I've got a men's makeup brand, um, which has got a lot of press recently. And off the back of that, I've had so many men reach out to me. It's insane, like on LinkedIn and everything like that, and social media platforms just saying, I feel exactly the same. Oh, I haven't told anyone. I, it happens to me all the time. So I think there's a much wider thing around just mental health generally, but then body dysmorphia as well. Like, it doesn't matter how what level it is. Um, there's so many men out there that suffer with it. Did you have any kind of counselling for body dysmorphia? I didn't really for body dysmorphia. I had counselling later on just because I wanted to uh, I only had three sessions and what I felt happened the, the counsellor really helped me in terms of understanding why I felt like this but what I always felt about counselling is I'm, in my head I'm like you don't know what I'm going through and that's a really weird thing um, I just felt sometimes with the counsellor I was like he, he was sound, made so much sense which really helped me understand things but in the back of my mind I was like well you don't know what it feels like you know to actually I think that's what a lot of things with mental health people don't understand unless you're in it but yeah, the counselling did help, but I only, I only did three sessions. But I'm in a lot better place now than compared to I was sort of 10 years ago. Well, it might not have been the right counsellor, to be fair, because I think a lot of people find sometimes it takes sort of going to different people. So maybe might you didn't have sort of the right kind of connection with that person. Yeah, definitely. And I think, as you said, oh, you know, I just didn't want to go to a counsellor because I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't talk about it ever for like going up to about 25, 26. No one knew what was happening to me like I had an obsession then about losing my hair so I'm actually I'm never gonna lose my hair um and I I obsessed about it so much it was every minute of every day so I'll be talking about talking to someone I'll just be looking at their hairline and I'll watch tv programs and I would look at their hairline how old are they how much have they lost does that mean I'm gonna lose my hair so I had a hair transplant but before that I just broke down and I spoke to my mother-in-law actually just broke down middle of the night three o'clock in the morning just so I can't deal with it and the first time I did that was the first time I started to feel better and understand it but I definitely agree with the counselling side 
I was a bit too proud when I did it. I think that's a big thing. Like if, like now, hundred percent, if I was in there, I'd go and speak to someone about it who who knew how to manage. But at that time, all I could think was they don't know what I'm going through. Have you met any other guys since that have gone through that the same similar thing? I haven't actually. No, so not. I think hopefully from obviously war pain and what's going on, I want to get a lot more involved with it and speak to other men about it because I wish I had something like that. You know, someone to speak to about it and help rationalise it and make it like it does happen to other people because I didn't even know I had it. I didn't even know I had it, you know, until you actually go and speak to someone and they're like, this is what you've got and they help you manage it. So I just think if I had someone who's going through it who I could relate to would be a really good thing. There's a lot of conversation around kind of how surgery and makeup as well kind of like, I don't know how to put this in a not horrible way. Like yeah. they think it's just a superficial yeah. solution to problems. Have you found it helpful? How do you kind um, of respond to those? Yeah, um, that's a good question. Really good question. I can understand why people think that. Uh, and think you're just covering something up. But I'll be honest with you, the light, something like makeup or potentially having a hair transplant, I literally wouldn't be sitting here now and be able to talk to you. So I've always said makeup's never a fix. Hair transplant isn't a fix, but it's just helped me deal with it and I don't think it, it likes I think it has a place I generally do because some men you're struggling with it and I think you have to get it um you have to speak to someone professionally to understand why you feel that way but if you've got tools that can help you deal with it like I literally wouldn't have gone out of the house mm. without makeup I literally wouldn't have you know so with makeup it helps me my hair transplant I don't think about my hair anymore and I like and because that was such a big thing I've got other things I worry about like my teeth in a minute but it's not that bad you know because the, I've learned to deal with it and having to transplant transplant help me deal with that and using makeup is it just gives me confidence that I just wouldn't be able to go out. I literally wouldn't be able to go out so I just think anything like that um as long as it's you deal with it psychologically as well I think it's just it can really help and I think men need that option, personally. Do you think there's more pressure on men to look a certain way these days? Or do you think it's actually always been there, but it's just sort of more talked about now? Definitely. I think it's always been there. I think image, the way you look. And do you know, it's about confidence as well. I think if you feel good in yourself and feel you look all right and um, feel it's your self-confidence, you, you, you are then your normal self. I, I generally, if I didn't have confidence in a day, and sometimes I don't, like people will say, like sometimes I have really bad days. I'm not the same person, you know, and it changes who I am. So that's not the real me. So um, I think it's always been there. I don't think mental health has just arrived. I don't think image has just arrived. And all of a sudden now it's because of social media. Everyone wants to, okay, that has an in, had an impact. But through the years, everyone wants to strive and not look the best, but feel best and feel confident, I think. And that's part of it, looking like looking a certain way for people that care about it. I think um, some people don't care about how they look and they're comfortable in that and confident, but some people need to feel that way to feel confident. At its worst, um, how is this affecting your life? Everything, literally everything. So when, the hair thing was every minute of every day. So in terms of work, uh, you know, I'd get in a car and I'd have to I'd smash the rearview mirror off. Because if I look, if I drove for an hour, I wouldn't even remember driving. All I remember doing is looking in the mirror, this little bit of hairline, you know, and that, it consumes you in everything, you know. And then, again, you're not yourself and you can be short because you're so tense with anxiety. So um, it affects literally everything. 
And what kind of things did you do to, to tackle it in the end? Because obviously counselling wasn't right for you, but have you come up with sort of strategies since? Yeah, so um, I think understanding it first and knowing I think it's the classic, isn't it? Like admitting you've got a problem and... Um, after I had that talk and then just said to myself, yeah, I actually have got an issue. I started, that was a massive relief. And then I started to, once you understand you've got an issue, you can start understanding to try and deal with it because I'll be in front of a mirror and be like, Dan, like you, you've been here for another hour. Isn't going to stop it. Like go away, take a breath, come back. And so it was really just me coming to terms where I've got it and then finding ways to deal with it. Like in the morning, just making sure I don't try and obsess too much about the way I look. But it's a slow process, you know, it's not overnight, just because you admit it. And where I am now, most days is are okay, but then eventually, like some days it will, I'll try five outfits on. You know, I'm what am I, I'm going to the office, no one's going to be there, but or I'll try five outfits on, I just don't feel right. You know, I'll buy lots of clothes, lots, and return a lot of clothes. <laughs> um, because I think that sometimes if I've got an outfit on, I don't feel comfortable. I'm not myself. So I need to feel right. And then I'll wear, wear a shirt, but I've had to learn to, all these things just help me deal with it to, to be, have a normal life. And it's so much better now than it was 10 years ago. You know, it doesn't really, it does affect me, but nowhere near where it was 10 years ago. Have you managed to talk to friends about it at all? Yeah. And they've been amazing. Like my mates, because they knew I had an issue. So when I used to go out and take so long to get ready, when I'll turn up, my mates would know I'm not, the Dan that I am so I wouldn't be the life and soul having a bit of laugh and they would say like, Dan just go home mate like it doesn't matter or they'll talk to me and not say you look great you look amazing because that doesn't they know that doesn't help you know they just try and come you in a different way so my mates honestly have been amazing but they didn't know I had an issue until I sort of started talking about it what you're saying it's difficult you can tell someone over and over like you look great but they just won't take it in so how can you help someone who's struggling just to try and give them some tools to help deal with it so as i said just telling someone no you look amazing like you look perfect it's just that's not what you want to hear because you sometimes just really frustrated and i'll come down and nothing i wear is what how i feel and i don't want someone to take pity and be like well, you look amazing it's maybe just someone say dan like just take a breath come and sit down like, don't worry, we'll sort something out. If, you, if you're going to be late for somewhere, you're going to be late. Because that's the other thing. Time would then become, you know, I've got to get the train at 10 to 8. You know, I'm panicking. And it's like, just don't worry, the world's not going to end. Just make sure you feel right, you know. Um, and then finding some tools that help you. Like, makeup helped me. Um, you know, having a hair transplant did help me. But it didn't fix it. But those little things, everyone think I think's got different things that can help them. There's no, I know, there's no, there's no guide to fixing it. So tell us about the makeup side of things because it's it's kind of a positive thing that kind of came off the back of it. Really, um, how did that all come about? Yeah. So as I mentioned, I've been wearing makeup since I was 13, so 21 years, um, believe it or not. And I always knew that there'll be a lot of men who wore makeup and I, I, I never wanted to go and buy it anywhere. I was ashamed to buy it or I wouldn't want to go and buy a female brand. Um, so I always knew there'd be loads of men out there that do the same, Nick, their sisters, other halves. And so three years, about two and a half years ago, I just took the plunge and said, well, I'll create my own brand because I think I know what the, the customer would want. Um, so yeah, lots of trialing, did all the own formulation myself, uh, manufacturing, design, branding. And then we launched in November, 2018 and it's just been overwhelming since then, really just the reaction, you know, positive and negative. Cause a lot of, you know, we can get, we're getting backlash from 
we did get backlash from some people saying, I'll just go and buy a female brand. But what we're, we're trying to do is create a brand accessible for men who necessarily, you know, all men, uh, but men who necessarily wouldn't feel comfortable in buying a product or maybe trying it and then trying it and seeing the benefits from it. And the amount of messages we've had, especially since we've been on TV with Dragon's Den, um, of men just saying, I've been waiting, you know, I've always used my sisters or my other halves and concealer and it's just wicked because, you know, it gives me so much confidence and I'm, I can talk about it now. So let's just normalise it and give men an option so they can have the confidence out of it that I did um, and not just expect a man to have to walk into a female branded shop, speak to a female accountant and speak to a girl about that it could be very intimidated to talk to. Let's just, let's make it, give it a men option for it so they can get, get what I got out of it. There's a lot of shame in men wearing makeup I feel like like even in our teens with my brother if he used concealer on a spot if he got caught out then that would be something people would make fun of so that is definitely something that needs to be broken down yeah I think that is it's it's changed massively like even in the last five years so five years ago um no one ever noticed I'm wearing makeup. Like I'm wearing it now. Um, like foundation, bronzer, anti shine. It's it's everything. It's not just lipstick and eyeliner and big blush. You know, it's natural look. It's something that just it's your confidence mate gives you like a, a nice even finish. And I think that's it. that's all I wanted. You know, I want to enhance the way I look and look amazing. I just want to have a nice natural f- even finish. Um, but f- 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 today, compared to five years ago, like men even talking about it are so open. Like, if you ask a hundred men that, like people on the street, what do you think about makeup? The opinion will be men wearing makeup will be massively different to five years ago. I'll be like, all right, yeah, okay. And like men are me now, yeah, I use it. Like it's even the chat now has gone from what you use it to yeah, aren't it my sisters? You know, so the whole the whole mood has changed. So the same as moisturising did mm. fifteen years ago. No men mo- moisturise. Then a few brands come out m- mainstream it for men, and now all men do. Not sorry, not all men. Majority of men do though. Yeah, Have most it. of them do though. You're right. I mean, it'd be really. I can see how it could be like the next thing for them, just because you know. Especially during their teens, lots of boys do get spots as well, and also actually when they're older as well. Yeah, our ta- our audience is huge demographic, um, so it's all the way from young teens up to um, you know a really good audience base for us is fifty to sixty five, really? and, and that's exactly the reaction yeah, we get. It's like, and it just shows you that this product like this is for all men. And do you know what? It, it, and the, even the older generation are saying, "Look, I just want to try and it makes me feel better. I'm giving more confidence." You know, they were young before they're older now doesn't mean they don't want to and the older generation have a better skincare routine than most younger generation you know so i just think this generally is the next natural progression for um uh for grooming for men i just think it's the next natural step it's kind of like a self-care as well like actually spending some time looking after yourself yeah and how many men go down the gym you know they want to be fit but a lot of it is just to feel good have confidence feel and what's the difference about you know if you go down the gym and then you've not saying all men but then you've got lots of acne over your face and you think you can't do anything about it you know a lot of those men are going to feel conscious and think well i can do everything about my body but let's just give them something that they can use so yeah and like it's not it's not everyone's going to want to use it not everyone's going to agree with it but let's just give men an option yeah, I think people do take it for granted, don't they? That sort of like with women, you put on a bit of lipstick and you feel a bit better. But mm. yeah, that's not really the equivalent for men. But now there is. Um, there do is. you have like a most popular product? Yeah, so the concealer's our top product. Um, but then after that, the full set, believe it or not. So, which is amazing because a lot of men are coming to us for the first time. A lot of men are coming to us who have used makeup for years, but they're buying the full set because I think they like the brand and what we're trying to do and the message we're getting across. Uh, so yeah, the full set anti-shine as well is a really good seller for us. We only launched that three months ago, but um, 
I literally thought I ordered four months, f- six months worth of stock and we ran out after six weeks. I'll tell you okay. a really good story just quickly. So rotation, we had a, um, a mum email us in and I actually messaged us on Facebook saying that she um, just want to say she'd never, her son would never try and make up. He's 16, suffers with rosacea, hides away from the camera um, and she found our brand this is before Drunk's Den or anything. He thought it was cool. He used our concealer on his rotation. It didn't flare up. And he sent. she sent a picture of him to us saying he would never, ever have let me take a picture of him. You've changed his life. And like, we had a couple of messages back. I sent him a, a video and stuff like that. And I said, that is how powerful makeup is. And that's what we can do. And, you know, if we can help, I don't know, 100 people like that, I'm not just saying this to be cliche that because of what, how, what it's done for me, it means that's better than, you know, all the money in the world or anything like that, isn't it? If you can generally go out and help someone like that, you know. How did you deal in terms of going on Dragon's Den? Because, um, especially because it sort of sounds like you get some kind of anxiety and especially yeah. with the body dysmorphia, was that a difficult thing yeah. to do? Yeah. Um, <laughs> 30 outfits, you know, trying them on, what am I going to feel comfortable in? Um, and you know what's really, this is how weird it is. Um, certain lighting in certain places makes you feel better. And the way you look, like a classic one, it's always a lift. Don't know why, like I always feel just comfortable. I look all right in a lift. It's a bit, a bit of a... Really? I'm pretty sure I look terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying I look good. I'm just saying, like, uh, do you know what I mean? Like, in terms of lighting, where sometimes I'll go in a hotel, like, I used to travel quite a bit for my previous roles, and I'd be in a hotel, and I'd be like, I don't know what I'm going to do, because, like, every light, I just every mirror, I hate the way I look. I just, no, I'm not going to feel comfortable. But, no, anyway, I was in a hotel before, and actually, the lighting was half decent. But um, that's how my mind works, you know, with polysmorphia. But then, yeah, it was nerve-wracking, and... But because I felt comfortable eventually when I got ready, it probably took me, I had to be there at six in the morning, but, you know, I got up at quarter four um, and I, I was, you know, it took me about, I don't know, I can't remember, probably an hour, hour and a half, but I felt comfortable and then I just can't. And then they're saying, we, I got there and they're like, oh, we don't need to do your makeup. I said, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> and yeah, so because I felt comfortable, I felt I'd go on there and be myself. So thank God I did, because otherwise I probably wouldn't have come across, the, not saying I come across really well, but I wouldn't have been, probably as confident I wouldn't have been as confident as I would if I felt conscious before I, got, I went in there it's almost like going out before a night out I would have wanted to turn around so we've got all five dragons yeah and um, it's quite funny that actually Daily Mail the next day said uh, an article said it was the best one ever which is over unbelievable like, honestly God I didn't expect it and then just a reaction off the back of it I think we were trending as a bit like which doesn't normally happen and stuff like that so I just think it hit um, a point with a lot of people and the amount of messages that I've had on Instagram uh, personally, LinkedIn, it's just been, I can't even tell you. It's, I literally, I've said the word so much, but overwhelming. I didn't expect it. So, Can you think of any sort of particularly moving messages you've received? Because I think some people might think, oh, makeup's just this sort of superficial thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, like, I've had, I think on my LinkedIn, I had over 700 messages. And I would say probably 100 of just from men, who a lot of men saying, it's an inspiration that you just went on the show and you're happy to talk about it. I, I, I'm all bubbly at work. I go home and then I don't want to go out, you know? And so I've, I know how you feel. Other people saying I've used makeup all the time. I've been ashamed about saying about it. And I'm just so happy you've made it mainstream because it really helps me. It's, it's literally endless. You have people with scars come to us, um, where they've used our concealer and they've never put their top off in the gym and they're using our concealer scars and said, it's really helped them, you know? So, um, yeah, hopefully it's it's doing some good. 
And what are your plans for the future with it? Um, so we are just signed our first retail deal. So we're go- we're launching in Harvey Nichols. We're also in talks with a lot of other retailers. So and, you know, all the reactions just been amazing. And I think what we want to do is be the first true men's only makeup brand to be in retail everywhere, like globally. So got massive aspirations for the brand. We're having talks with people in Australia, Asia. Everywhere else, I just think what I said before, it's hard for like L'Oreal or like big brands to come out and just create a men's um, a men's brand where a lot of men be able to relate to it. So hopefully with, with what I've been through and they, they can relate to it and yeah, buy into the, buy, well, not buy into the product, just buy into the brand and what we're trying to do and just normalize it. And like, even if it's not just our product that's being sold, we want more products to come, more brands, just to make it normal. by any of the issues we've discussed today please contact the samaritans on 116 123 or go to their website at samaritans.org if you've enjoyed this episode please give us a rate or review five stars would be lovely also if you've enjoyed this come and have a chat to us on facebook we've got a group called mentally yours also we have a twitter which is mentally yrs thanks very much to our producer juliet nichols and sam bonham and to our guest this week see you next time Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.